Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 678. Yeah, this is slightly postponed. Last week, it was so hot here uh, for continuous amount of days in this room uh, that I just couldn't, f I couldn't really face sitting here and actually producing because when you do this, you kind of get a little bit fired up and I was already so hot. It was 60, uh, 33 degrees in this room with the air conditioning on. And I just thought, I, after about a week of that, I just thought, right. So I do apologise if you were dying for the uh, for, for last week's show, but uh, I'm afraid I couldn't make it. What is the show? The show is Sonic Talk. Sonic Talk is a podcast, uh, video and audio to do with music technology, music production, all of those kind of things. So if you're interested in that, sit back for the next hour or so and enjoy yourselves. Don't forget you can subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube. We're also streaming this to Facebook Live. Uh, audio version is available on all your usual uh, podcast consumption devices, uh, on the, the Amazon device, on the Google device, on the iTunes device, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those places. So uh, please do avail yourself of that. And if you're also feeling uh, like uh, supporting us, uh, we also have a Patreon, a Patreon where we've been posting all of our content ad-free, assuming it's not already uh, demonetized on YouTube. Uh, we've been posting extra content patches download so if you want to support us feel free to head over patreon.com forward slash sonic state uh, very reasonable prices much cheapness but much good value so i hope uh, you feel you can enjoy uh, that please much welcome. Anyway, we also want to say hi to our YouTubers, chatters and IRC people. I'm trying a, a new experiment this week. I've, I've turned the uh, Restream bot to just spam everywhere so it should post you should be able to see what people are saying on discord on youtube and vice versa so we'll see if that works you'll have to tell me i just thought i'd try it for once but uh, thank you very much everybody for uh, your patience while i go through the housekeeping let's talk to our guests so let's welcome our guests i think we'll start over here in uh, connecticut with uh, mr rich hilton and rich of course uh keyboard player with chic engineer producer man of much experience how are you rich I'm um, well, thank you, and I I appreciate the uh, deferential, uh, much experience uh, reference rather than the old man of the group. <laughs> well, let's face it, Rich, we're all kind of uh, um, getting on a bit, so you know yeah, I don't well, think there's any you know as, I think it's just life experience, isn't it? That's that's the way. Yeah, I'm absolutely. And I'm thankful been? for every day, and uh, I've been good. You know, working the uh, counting my blessings angle as often as possible, and. Uh, Looking forward to getting back on tour. And the good news this morning here yeah. is that where you are have decided not to quarantine incoming vaccinated people, which means I just got two weeks of my life back. Right. Wait, Excellent. Yeah. I'm really pleased to hear that. I mean, things are changing yeah. so rapidly, aren't they? I mean, it's kind of like we're starting to get ready for a super booth because it looks like we may be able to go. It's just trying to find a way to get there that's affordable and, you know, seeing if we can fund it and all of those things. But it, it may well be on. I've, I'm feeling somewhat guilty because we haven't been on a family holiday for the very same reason. <laughs> anyway, I'm going, yeah. to, I'm going to pull in for work. Uh, it's not, it's, it is work, but yeah. I, so we have got a holiday planned in between there. So there will be a few uh, days off. I will post those sort of things up. But Rich, lovely to have you. And uh, we've also got Mr. Matt Hodson, a.k.a. Maths, who's there in uh, Brighton in a studio where Hello. he concocts all kinds of modular goodness as well as being a course director, big big shot over at BIM's Music Academy. How are you? <laughs> yeah, how you doing? Thanks for having us back. Um, yeah, it was warm last week, wasn't it? it um, but somehow I managed, 
and I don't know how you guys feel, but if it's really sunny outside, I struggle with being inside and making music. I don't know if anyone else in the chat room experiences this, but I'm really happy when it's raining outside and for, I can just focus then. I, I, I always get this feeling like, oh, it's sunny, I should be outside, but I don't tan. I've just got a studio tan permanently, so... Um, <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for me to go outside when it's sunny anyway, but I did buy a wetsuit and I've been doing a lot of swimming recently. I've really enjoyed that, which is Oh, that sounds fabulous. What a, what a and great way to spend time. Saving up my, uh, saving up my pennies. Cause I'm going to go see Rich when he comes and plays over here in the, in the UK, hopefully. So I'm going to come and see you and, um, uh, throw chocolate at you or something like that, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, Throw that's granola a, uh, at me, please. Throw yeah, granola. You, did, okay. Granola did, you ne- did you nearly say underwear there, um, Matt? Uh, and, and, yeah, and, it, and it, swerved at the last minute. <laughs> then I thought that's going to sound really weird. And, um, I suspected. Who, you know, Rich is highly respected sort of guy. He's last thing he wants is some northern English guy throwing his underwear at him. So. <laughs> Well, we could, he's here. Yeah, we could ask him. Play, I'm going to have to play that back for my wife later now. That you <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Get some form and shift on there and you never know. Right. Okay. Well, lovely to have you, Matt. Uh, I know you've been Cheers. busy and uh, we, maybe you can tell us a bit about your musical stuff a bit later on. We also have Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there in Bristol, a music technologist, YouTuber, and uh, uh, I guess uh, rehearsing for some live gigs, possibly, sort of musician. Yeah. Yes, although our first gig back, this is with the Charlotte Church Pop Dungeon, has just been cancelled, which is mm. gutting because we were on one of the headline slots at the Doona Rabbit Hole in Scotland, which are there. Um, so some festivals are going ahead and some are not. And it's really frustrating if you are in, in, that, in that industry. It's kind of gutting for us because, you know, it was, you know, we got a whole rehearsal schedule and itinerary, which was kind of focused around that. So that's kind of thrown a little bit of a wobbly at us. Um, However, other ones are going ahead, so I don't know quite what's happening. It's it, it's remarkably frustrating, and there's a lot of uh, hypocrisy and all sorts of stuff going on at the moment, which, you know, just again, I, being musicians yeah. feel we're getting it's, a bit of difficult. a shoddy deal, you know. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm totally with you. Well, hopefully things will yeah. settle down and we'll get back to some kind of normality. Yeah? But I, I, I think yeah. the thing is to make, once you know, it's when, when it's just like completely off the cards, you just go, well, okay, I'll get on with something else. But when it's sort of tantalisingly close, I think that's the yeah. frustration, isn't it? Uh, that's the difficulty. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. But I mean, you know, we've got, so got some intensive rehearsal starting from next week. Uh, so, yeah, that should be, that should be nice getting back into the swing of things uh did a bass session yesterday for uh doobie uh doobie dub check in um bristol uh which was really nice um to actually be out in a studio doing a proper session um uh, some great musicians as well so uh you know a step towards some kind of normality uh but um sad news though is i'm cancelling my show for the time being my uh, my gas williams show that's coming off air i'm i'm just knocking that on head for a bit i might bring it back in the future but uh, so if you were wondering if i'm going to go live tonight uh-huh. i'm not and not for the foreseeable future either i'm afraid so that's right. uh, that's just had to give way really because i've got a lot of other things going on uh, i would like to bring it back and i probably will bring it back uh, but uh, i will uh, I'll make an announcement when I'm when I yeah. plan to do that. So, apologies if anyone was looking forward to that, but yes, no show for the foreseeable. Oh uh, well, okay. I, I, I mean, thanks for letting us know. I suppose we should uh, we should get on. The, I mean, 
Traditionally, summer being summer, there's not always a ton of stuff, but we've actually had a few bits. Actually, before we go uh, onto the topics, I just want to remind everybody about the Sonic album. Uh, Rich is here and his track, Activate Sonic State. Uh, also, Matt uh, is here with uh, his track, Hanka, and also Gaz, Destination Next Century as well. So please do check that out if you haven't already mm. made a purchase. Uh, feel free. Prices start very reasonably and go up to as much as you want to spend, but there's some quality work on that album and lots and lots of tracks, so do check it out. Right, uh, let's see where we are. Well, let's let's start with something. Ah, okay, this is... Uh, this sort of follows on a little bit from something we talked about with you last time, Matt. So this is the... This is actually... Uh, Robin Vincent, multimodular, who is doing an analogue synth jam, but he's using the Erica Synths desktop matrix mixer, which is something that I've talked about and we talked about before. We've seen these sort of programmable patch matrices before, but this is slightly different because it's more of a mixer, but it's also DC coupled. And there it is. In fact, if I switch to the actual pretty pictures, uh, there it is. It's a desktop unit. It comes off the, um, in fact, if we scroll down, let me see. I think, I think it's part, it's taken from the original concept of the, oh, actually, I could use my new shot, can't I? Look, there we go. Uh, from the Syntrix, which so you can see there's like a digital matrix there mm. which was used where you could just sort of set the the row and the column. But it's also got uh, three levels of uh, attenuation and it also merges and splits. So uh, what I would like to have seen is attenuation, attenuversion with a full range and then it would have been absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to come to you first, Matt, because I know you were you were interested in this uh, 16 buffer DC yeah. coupled inputs. Uh, I think it's about 500 euros, which isn't excessive because you've got 16 by 16 that's a lot yeah and they're dc coupled as well so um voltages tv yeah voltages in there um and yeah i think the last time i was on uh we was talking about this you know this system uh that i've been designing which is it's always staying patched um but we talked about how to kind of create presets if you like using modular and hardware in fact the last two videos i've done on my youtube channel i, I do a rundown of all of this and how it all works so feel free to check those out but um what you've got here is is essentially almost like a preset system for a modular so if you're clever enough um in the way that you you hook it all up with the ins and the outs you've got something here where you can yeah ex essentially generate presets and i must admit when i saw this on the syntrax originally um which is really a modern take on the vcs3 um i thought that would be nifty if that was a standalone device yeah. and um, we must give a shout out actually to future sound systems who do a an analog version of this which is is much more simplified there's, there's no presets but but it is a pin matrix if you like yeah um that that they've designed this takes it much further what is it like 256 combinations in total i think you can well 16 by 16 will give you five six but there's many 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 yeah. many more because you then multiply that by that again so it's 256 by 256 by 256 because you've got all the possibilities i would say so yeah a lot. i was i i think this is i think this is really cool it looks lovely as well i must admit i think the design and all that's really nice mm. and it's something that doesn't have to sit in the case it can just sit next to the case so instead of you know it taking up a load of room in in the case it's something that you it, it can be carried around easily it does mean you're going to have to connect those 16 but by 16 connectors each time you get it out of your bag or whatever. Um, yeah. I mentioned this in an email to you, Nick, as well. I, I don't know if this is something that exists as, as a, you know, in a recording studio, as a digital patch bay. I've never seen them. 
uh, where you could essentially have, you know, all your outboard, all your mixing desk, your ins, your outs, your directs, inserts, and um, with a turn of a button, you can recall a preset. Yes, there are. There's um, a, a SSL, SSL X patch. We reviewed it some time ago. I mean, it's okay. quite pricey, and it wasn't DC coupled, but it's it's a fully right. And I believe there are others, but that was the one. I, and and I think the thing is because of the cost, because of all the signal paths and the quality. It's actually per channel quite, feels quite an expensive uh, concept. But yeah, there is yeah. there is a thing, uh, and uh, I'm sure there's more. I think we've talked about there. There was another one, but I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, and interesting it, stuff. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm glad that they brought this out. And um, I think for me, I'd be really interested about just like the happy accidents you can have with this. Uh, and well, there's it's, also... Yeah, it's got a randomised function. Which it's got is, a randomised function, yeah. So you could basically and, patch it up and just go, dunk, and it'll just completely... I mean, which <laughs> could work or could be kind of uh, exciting. The other the other thing that I... Um, before, Sorry to interrupt there, but before... The other thing is, obviously, yep. you could use just like a 4x4 four four section at the top for for specific things. So you can split it into areas. So you could have like an audio area, an LFO oh. area. And, you know, So you, if you think about it in terms of zones, it becomes kind of quite an interesting concept as well. That is that is nifty, and there's something to be said that you know if you had this always connected up, um, there's not that much wear and tear on constantly pulling in and out of jacks. Not not that I've had any modules really get broken or actually no, there was one there was one incident I've had with constantly unplugging stuff. But um, but I guess maybe you're going to reduce wear and tear on these on these yeah. kind of things and and that kind the, of thing. On the, on the more low cost ones, it would certainly makes sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, you ju you just one thing to bear in mind is you're going to need some long cables um, for this kind of thing. You know, if it's sat next to your modular, you're routing, you're going to need, you know, a good kind of like 50 I know, I was just thinking, what's 32, 32 pa long patch cables is probably going to cost yeah. almost as much as... <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. And labeling as well. Is it, I don't know if anyone in chat room can point me at a really good way of labeling... Uh, maybe there's something on Amazon you can just wrap around things just with a little label on or something like that because um, um, don't use sticky tape and things like that. I've had a good look. There's, there's like these – they're either too big, these cables, so, you you know, to find out what they are, put, ah. the, put the little sticker on. Um, but if anyone in the chat rooms come across something nifty like that, that would be useful because it would be handy with something like this, and it's certainly handy for someone like me who's just swimming in cables most of the time. Yeah, Need to there's only so them. many colours you can manage. Rich, plenty yeah. of gazinters and gazouters here, aren't there? So uh, I guess you Indeed. could use it as an audio patch, although it would be balanced. I wouldn't consider it an audio thing. Uh, to me, it's mostly good for routing control, I would think. But I didn't look that deeply at it. But what the first thing that came to my mind is, so can we now have a B section? Where you press a button and all of a sudden the B section <laughs> of the song plays and then we can yeah. press the other button and go back to the A section because modular sandcastle music tends to run more along the lines of you build up one giant thing and then you start taking elements out and making arrangements out of it so that you can, in other words, you you, you almost overwrite the, the total picture so that you can then use combinations of the elements to make different sections along the way. And that is what arranging is, as far as I hear it in most of the modular work that I hear. And being able to press a button and have the B section play would be a magnificent thing uh, on top of the ability to affect patches and, and routings and things of that nature. Um, 
I see it more as something you would hardwire into your rack with a specific in and out configuration that you're then using as a pathway to doing creative work within that rack rather than having it as an outboard piece mm. that you're going to connect and disconnect all the time. That said, on the subject of connecting and disconnecting things, it actually benefits the connection uh, rather than degrades it to keep uh, plugging things in and out of it. Oh, you get burnishing, don't you? Whoever maintained a patch bay knows um, right. because, it, yes, it reconditions uh, the actual contact uh, surfaces when you do. The Very friction good is good in those friction, particular friction. cases. That yeah, reminds me, didn't they that. used to? They used to be a, used to be able to buy a, a, a Bantam patch burnisher that you would put in. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have one at Niles, and it has a it has a rather uh, utilitarian uh, dildo like name to it. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's the patch bead. If only I could use that um, in the title. Yeah, if only. Right? Uh, the other thing about audio routing of these kinds of things, yes, it exists and it has existed for some time and it has existed under software control from a computer. However, the, the trick there, as with anything, is that it has to sound like heaven. Like, in other words, the signal, you know, being able to route signals is one thing, but having them all suck inside the box you're routing them is not a wonderful thing. So, if you're going to build something like that, you have to build it to a high standard, which is why having an yeah. SSL product like that makes a lot of sense or somebody in that sort of arena of high-end audio product in general because you don't want it to be something that at the end of the day makes your stuff sound worse. Yeah, absolutely right. Interesting. Gaz, I mean, uh, have you been the if it was balanced uh, at least, that hmm. would be awesome. But then it wouldn't be DC coupled as well. I think that would be tricky, wouldn't it? So. Right. Yeah, I mean, because I was kind of having a little bit of buyer's regret. I think if you can just see, can you just see peeping out uh, by there? Can you recognise what that is just where my finger is? Is that the KB37? Uh, um, the no, uh, in between, in between the SSL and there. Just look. Uh, no, I can't. It's too, a blue box. You're both little blue. Ah, yeah, I've got a blue box. It's a little blue box, and I've been having a little bit of mild buyer's regret with that one. Um, and well, except. I, I, well, I've got a whole bunch of cables coming for it tomorrow, so to kind of it's to try and yeah. essentially act as an expander to the SSL to kind of deal with all of the uh, the synths and whatnot. But when I saw this, I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe that would have been good. Except it's the stereo, the stereo issue really. Uh, that's yes. what's nice about the blue box, isn't it? That's it's true. Uh, it's good for lots of stereo ins and outs. Um, although. It is quite pricey, but it does sound really good, doesn't it? I mean, that's the it thing about does, the blue actually. box. Yeah, the blue. The yeah. One thing that I found is you've so, got to remember to switch the uh, compressor off because it, even though it says it's off, it's actually on. At least in the firmware I've got. So double check that. That's why sometimes it sounds a bit more impressive uh, than than you think. Uh, Wait, hang on a minute. Which what compressor do you speak of? There's one in there. there there's there. there's a compressor on the master output. And the master out. And that's the ah, monitoring. Okay. Yeah. So you, you just have to scroll down mm. and turn it on. I think that's been fixed because I haven't updated the firmware on this one. I use it mm. all the, but it's, I agree it's useful. And it's yeah. got some lovely effects in it as well. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the reasons why I got it, though, I think, was because it can record all of those inputs. And the latest update does actually bring a pretty cool thing in. It brings in a an actual timeline where you can see and you can put punch in and punch out points. So you can actually construct a complete oh, really? uh, recording. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. okay. Yes. I'm, I'm there. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, that was the thing. But uh, but then I got a bit frustrated in, immediately with it when I was looking at it. It sort of it 
it, there's there's a bunch of things I want it to do. Like, I just want to be able to loop a, a section of that, you know, and uh, there's no loop functionality. No, it, 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 it doesn't. It's linear, yeah. yeah. If, if the, te- the, 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 tent, the black box is the one for that, apparently. Um, I, yeah. I there are people who've yeah. got those, yeah. So those apparently... Mm, I think if they could get some... I mean, I don't mean to necessarily make it like a looper, although that would be nice, but just simply, you know, just a left and right locator and just be able to rehearse over the parts and then drop in to record. Uh, anyway, but um, I mentioned that, though, because I was looking at a way just of getting an extra, yeah, seven or eight inputs. signals. Yeah, but you can get well, it's 12. 12 yeah. It's 12. And what is nice about that blue box, though, is the way that um, you can just totally decide what um whether they're stereo or mono and you know unlike some mixers if you're going to be running a mono channel it doesn't tie up a stereo channel you can run two in totally independent mono channels in the place yeah. of one stereo channel stuff like that is actually quite nice but um yeah but i've had to buy a load of mini yeah, jack, a lot. jack and they have to be the right thickness because they don't fit together the yeah. <laughs> that's right sorry this so, is a very yeah. one-sided conversation because nobody else has got one so uh, here ah. so but i don't want to i, okay. I don't want i don't want to to to, to monopolize the the, yep. the topic sorry that, but, i was going off off but, topic but i mean i was looking at that though looking at the this pin matrix and just kind of thinking oh that would have been cuz i would like to just sort of send we could do eight stereo we, you could do eight, could you not do eight stereos with this can, no well, I'm guessing, yeah, I suppose so. It just then, is it going to be a little bit fiddly to achieve that task, or yes, <laughs> the answer would be yes, it would be a little bit fiddly to achieve mm. that task, but anyway, right. it's there, and mm. it's I, I think we'll see That's more cool. of this technology. And I think as soon as it becomes something that you can, you know, you can have the, the pot so that you turn it one way and it's a 10 year, it, it's adding and you turn it the other way it's subtracting you know so you can or inverting so you can end up wow. with all sorts of i, I mean I, I don't yeah. see why that wouldn't be able because i think there's some digital stuff going on underneath it's just you know so we'll see okay right i, I guess it's probably time to say uh, welcome to our friends over at isotope isotope producers club is a one-of-a-kind membership for producers ready to take their tracks to the next level once you join, you'll gain access to powerhouse Isotope plugins and a curated selection of tools from our partners, such as Melodyne from Celimony. Plus, as long as you're a member, you'll get every future update to the Isotope plugins in your membership for no extra cost. We'll also regularly serve you new curated content like exclusive inspiration-sparking sample packs and preset packs and industry-leading training ranging from our own tutorials to vocal production lessons from the world-renowned Berkeley Online, taught by Grammy-winning producer and engineer, Prince Charles Alexander. With new content being added every month full of valuable production techniques, tips and tricks, and solutions to common production problems, becoming a member is an investment in your career that grows as you and your career do. For more information on Isotope Producers Club, head to isotope.com. And of course, uh, you can also, if you want to save yourself some cash, uh, not on unfortunately on the subscriptions, but on any of the other uh, stuff over at Isotope, if you head over to Sonic isotope.com forward slash sonic talk uh, you can use the code sonic10 at checkout and uh, across all their bundles and software packages so uh, once again we thank them for their support uh, right okay what's next um, oh, you'll, uh, no, it's late. oh yeah late update now how about this then this is so I'm going to play this <laughs> video and see if you can guess how long ago it was sonic Flat. 
TV. I thought for a minute it might be 4-3. Hello and welcome not. to another Sonic Lab. Today we're looking at the Teenage Engineering OP1. Here it is in its very funky case. Everything about it is pretty funky. They've made this uh, rather incredible device that has the allure and sort of design desirability of Apple products, many people are saying. Now, so... This is the news that uh, wow. fi finally, many, many, many years later, because that was I, I was one of the first people to be able to review that, and it's been in production for that whole time. Um, they've now added audio uh, USB uh, I/O to this, which is kind of like, it's one of those things. It's like, what the hell? How the hell do you manage to do that? It's kind of, and it seems this thing, this this must be one that is getting to be amongst the longest running products, I would imagine, of high tech. You know, because obviously you've got um, mechanical stuff that will run for a really long time. I'm trying to think of many other electronic high-tech, musical high-tech products that have had this amount of life and le length into them. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure there are. How many years ago, though, Gaz? I know you've got one and you're a fan. You've got the OPZ as well. But Yes. Uh, how, how, it, what it, it's 10 years old now, isn't it? So, um, yes. Look at this one. 10 years. Oh, cool, Gaz. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> so... Um, the the lovely Robbie Bronneman brought over this uh, these coloured things to put on it. But I can't be honest, I put it on and I thought, oh, it looks nice, but I hate it. It catches your skin on your on the edges, ah. <laughs> so they're coming they're coming off. But um, what an extraordinary long lived device! And when we thought that the firmware updates were over, which was back in I think was it 2013? I think was the last update. Um, I think so. And may, there may have been another one, but that was the last major one. So to then find out all along that there was an audio interface lurking in it, which I think when we first saw it, I think that was maybe the expectation, you know, with the USB that it, that it, Took that a it while. would have that. <laughs> Took a while. How interesting. But they're saying, though, that it was uh, through the things that they learnt from the OPZ enabled the them to put it right. into here. Um and there is kind of problems with uh, you have to be very careful with op1 um yeah, the, the interface board here that. yeah you can and i've broken it I, i've broken this one and i've had to replace it but there is a little pop-out panel there and you can get the kind of a new board to go into it but that um, is, that's good i mean just the fact that you yeah. can even do that is like Thumbs up, repairability, to a degree, yeah. at least. Yeah. Yes, but the, the shame about this one, uh, compared to this one, is that the battery is a real pain in the bum to change. And, like, with something that's approaching 10 years, I've had this for eight and a half years, so the battery is, you know, they, they're going to die, aren't they? Uh, this one, you can just <laughs> open it up and get the, get the battery and just and switch out the battery for a really standard phone battery. I'm saying I'm assuming that phone yeah. battery will remain on the market. But um, yeah, there are you can get a, you can get replacement batteries for the OP one. I don't think that's that's an officially uh, well maybe uh, I think you meant to send them back, but I think it's quite expensive to do that to get it. Yeah, replaced. well, of course it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking with my OP1 because it's such I mean for people who use these I mean um they're they're always such a great uh, immediate ideas thing and the sort of people and clients who I'm working with who gravitate to this are typically people who don't like technology who are sort of uh 
you know, but they maybe it's the toy-like nature of it and the yeah. and the graphics and stuff. But what's also quite interesting about the OP1 though is I've never had a piece of music tech that actually delights people in quite the same way as the OP1. It's uh, it, it's just such an engaging and fun thing to uh, to use. Um, but like you know, if you give it to somebody and uh, you're working on a track and you say, hey, you know, you know, if you're looking for just little fairy dust and little elements you know maybe at, towards the end of a production then the op1 is just is a fab is a fabulous thing so i think that the uh, audio interface aspect of this is going to kind of be quite interesting for um certainly getting digital audio out of it i yeah. mean do, uh, do we know, I, I don't know what uh, sample rate it runs at or anything. Do you know any of that? It doesn't say. I, I think it's spec. 44, I 44. think. Oh, okay. um, but, I mean, the way we do this is uh, synchronise it. Now, for everyone who's got this, this is one of the noisiest, the noisiest um, USB. You know, if you plug it into your computer via the USB, it is noisy. So uh, I haven't tested it much yet with the I've, i have updated it but um but just just using the usb uh for syncing this caused uh, yeah, no end of yeah. noise issues well you have to get a, using... a ground a ground hum thing uh reducing yes absolutely yeah absolutely uh but um but typically what i would do is use the is sync the tape and then record elements to the tape and then use it as a mass storage de device then and you know to grab the stuff off the tape that you recorded to get the quality out that way rather than yeah using the, the use mini jack audio interesting yeah uh yeah but it's still know, I, it's still I, it's still inspiring and it's still relevant i think after all these years it's interesting yeah. rich have you had your hands on one of these things i mean i, I if you're I, you may be like me and i i would hate for you to uh to, to pigeonhole you in in the same way that i can pigeonhole myself i find the friction of using it kind of a bit of a turn off but that may be uh, not something that um, that you suffer from i have not operated one physically so i don't ah. have a sense of the friction um i did i do like to call it a fancy uh, vl tone and yeah. i did fall in love with the vl tone back in the day so i don't see <laughs> any reason why i wouldn't fall in love with this wonderful device which i know so many people who really enjoy uh the problems that come up hardware wise i understand also because from a manufacturing standpoint the thing can't be anything but a single circuit board given the size of it and that when you have a device that's a single circuit board when one thing breaks everything is broken because there's no way to service individual elements without taking the whole thing out and and uh in some cases there isn't really any way to service the individual elements though i don't know that about this device but things like changing, it becomes very difficult when you've got a, a device that's all on one board, but it saves them a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have an opinion about it, except that I know a lot of people love it, and I probably would too if I were playing with one. Yeah, it's interesting. Did uh, did anyone come up with a longer running piece of music technology? Matt, I don't know, Matt, have you had one of these? It's, it's not the one, I'm not sure whether you had I've... one and... and passed it on or... i've had a good play on them um but i must admit the interface is it's a big turn off for me i think you've alluded to that nick it's um the, yeah the interface I, I just find it like a little bit confusing it just doesn't it just doesn't gel with me and and that's the thing about all music technology products all music production technology uh, products that i use it's it's got to gel with me as a, on an interface level really 
um, to connect connect with it. So yeah. um, it, it it didn't bit bit of a turn off, and I just checked out the price. Are these not nine hundred and eighty quid? Eleven twenty one. I have on the uh, on the 11, website. Eleven twenty. Wow. Really? I mean, I, yeah. I had no idea they were actually that expensive. Um, wow, that's a lo- that's a lot of money. I mean, I'm trying to think nope. what you could get for that money. You know, you could get like maybe like a uh, an Octatrack, um, MPC one. Crikey. Yeah, uh, no I wonder mean, they're still making them. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. Because I, I was, I, I, so, I was trying. I was, I, I, I got diverted, but I was thinking. I wonder how hmm. many they've actually sold in the nine or ten yeah. years that they've been making. I, I mean, it must be. They Most. must be getting up there with the sort of hmm. numbers of uh, uh, that that good, really high selling keyboards have. I wonder. What I, what I would say is though, regarding the price of it, um, and well, it was certainly cheaper when I bought mine, uh, but. I would say though it ha- it's had probably more use than any of the other music technology devices that I've ever owned. Um, it's been used on so many of the projects that I've worked on. So, you know, being as it's been used, then you don't feel the kind of price in such the same way. You know that you don't feel it's such a like a waste of money or whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, something I've always maintained with this. Uh, actually, that uh, it's harder to justify at that at the expense. Of course, the price went up because the original all of the components were sourced from the Swedish aviation industry. So um, wow. things like the the, the pots. And the OLED screen, I think, had gone out of production, so they've had to create like a custom production to to bring them back again, uh, which I think attributed to quite a considerable price hike. Um, however, you know, I guess it's one of those things: is how much is something worth to you if you use it a lot? Well, think, then think about this: if, you, if I mean, most of us are on contracts, aren't we, with our mobile phone devices? Certainly in the UK, mm. I mean, most smartphones cost way more than this, and that you're only going to get eighteen months, maybe two years out of it before you upgrade or whatever. The fact that this still point. goes after ten years and doesn't yeah. cost as much as an iPhone, for instance, you know, it, it, you know, it's worth just sort of maybe. It's mm. a good point, Nick. Thinking about that in that terms, I, I mean, I. Do I do yeah. think it's it's too expensive, but nonetheless, yeah. it still still has something going for it. Um, okay, right. Uh, I think uh, well, what I'll do now is uh, just uh, run the, uh, the the little piece from our friends over at Modal. Why not? Cobalt Eight Eight Verse Extended Analog Virtual Synth Inverted Oscillator with thir- well, not thirty four. I think it's thirty eight algorithms now because they updated the soft OS recently. And in fact, I think there's even more OS update. Uh, Morph Ball Four Pole Ladder Filter Twenty Nine Endless Encoders for Real Time Control Internal Sequencer and Arpeggiator MPE Support, which is very nice. Modal App for Mac OS, Windows. Android, iOS, and VST3AU. If you want to check it out, go to bit.ly slash get underscore modal. Thank you very much for their support of the podcast. Okay. Um, gosh. Uh, Clark. What should we do next? Should we? Is anybody interested? Well, we should probably do the... Uh, the elephant in the room, shouldn't we? Which is yeah. Uh, which I believe uh, <laughs> uh, maybe if we'll come back to that. Now, bef- I want to preface this by saying before we go here. It's a, it, this is not so much about oh. this person's ability, I would say. It's more yeah. about uh, <laughs> the phenomena that it is. The phenomena, so, you know, yes. The phenomena. So I think, I hope I, after all this, I'm going to press the right button. Yes, here we go. <laughs> so this is, 
Sarah Brand, Red Dress, which is, you know, nice little project video. And the thing is, I mean, I don't want to, I don't, I mean, her singing, I mean, the production, the music, it's all, you know, it's fine, it's adequate, and she seems a nice person. Um, it's what's really astonishing is the, the, the vocal got to that point and was so, mm. so, so, so wrong all the time. I mean, it's literally, there's not, there, there are yeah. moments when it is, but it's very consistently wrong. And this yeah. has been a phenomenon, it's, it's 350,000 views now. And we wonder whether or not maybe it was like a, a, a she's a sociology student from uh, the US studying at Oxford. We wonder whether or not this is part of some kind of experiment, you know, to see how we react to it. And actually, the one thing I will say, th there are a lot of comments here and most of them are actually quite kind. You know, I mean, they're not like, you know, abusive, which you might expect because people are, can be very cruel. A lot of them are sort of saying, I don't know why I'm fascinated with this. Maybe, well, I, I wonder what's going on here. Rich, I saw you wagging your finger here. I know that, I mean, as a, <laughs> as a trained musician and someone who can presumably sing as well, the fact that it got to this stage and recorded, I mean, you know, in, our, in my head, I'm probably thinking, why did nobody tell her, you know? But I don't think that's the case. I think she knows. I think she must know. And it, I mean, and that's that's also quite interesting. The fact that she's got the self, I mean, that's supremely self-confidence. Just go, what the hell, you know, what the hell, I'll do it well, anyway. No, you see, the thing is, if I assume that she actually sang what we're hearing, just to start the conversation from a basis, if we assume that what we're hearing is what she sang rather than something that somebody made. Yeah. Um, it's fairly when you as you you say it's consistent now it's not consistent in the sense of being say bitonal where it's consistently in a different key from what's being played it's not like that kind of consistent it's the kinds of pitch deviations that you hear her delivering from section to section even are consistent from one iteration to the next in other <laughs> words it's not two different horribly out of tune um renditions it's, it's one horribly out of rendition rendered two different ways so it's a very interesting thing because if it's if we assume that she actually sang what we're hearing then she really hears it this way yeah, and that well, that's is somewhere between bizarre and scary but nevertheless it is what it is and she's consistent and people seem to like it so even though it sounds like nails on a blackboard to me mm. um yeah, but it, 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 raises, it raises a lot of interesting points, isn't it? Because it's getting a lot of, uh, you know, a huge amount of uh, interest and, you know, attention. I mean, I hope she's OK with that because that's one thing that we don't know, whether or not, you know, this level of when the spotlight turns on you, you, you kind of need to be able to handle it. And I hope she's OK and can handle it and all of those things. Um, uh, but I looked at previous videos and previous things of her singing live and it's equally the same sort of deals going on it's not like just for this video's been made but there are a lot of people have been involved in making this and have supported her by doing it and i i wonder whether or not what you know how how i mean it's just a real i just think the whole exercise is really fascinating i'm, so I'm going to come to you matt first because you work in music education okay so if somebody comes to you with uh, a project, you know, one of your students, and maybe they're not the best at this, that, and the other, I mean, do you support them and just kind of go for it and then, you know, say, well, maybe you want to think about it, or do you try and be realistic and say, actually, you know, maybe you should find someone else to sing this song. Song's great, but your execution of the vocal perhaps isn't, or, you know, whatever. How would you, how would you handle yeah. it from a sort of that point of view? 
Well, we, we, it's, it's all about refle reflective practice. So it's, it's about getting the students at various levels, whatever instrument they, they're playing, to, to self-analyze, to self-reflect on it in a, in a critical and meaningful way. So we set up a number of environments from them um, performing essentially for themselves and, and playing it back to themselves and, and critically an analyzing that, playing in front of small groups, we throw them into different dynamics all the time with different uh, groups of people um, and getting them out of their comfort zone. We get them to chop and change instruments quite quickly as well and, and, and see how they adapt. And again, they're just reflecting on this whole process the whole time. We'd never discourage anyone um, to, to not sing, to not play the guitar, to not do something they were passionate about. Um, we believe everyone's got a right to education and we're there to help them all the way along mm. through that journey. And they, they can have, they have regular tutorials with any member of staff at, at BIM, which is one of the unique things about, uh, the university is that it doesn't matter what course you're doing. You could be on, um, the music business course and you can have a tutorial with a music production tutor because you fancy getting into using GarageBand a little bit or, or vice versa. So we're always encouraging them. Um, we also put them on stage. You know, we go to uh, Isle of Wight. We have a little stage at Glastonbury every year as well. And we put them on stage and we invite um, industry A&R down yeah. as well. And they also provide feedback to the students as well about how they're doing on their journey. Um, but this, this certainly is... A very interesting video. I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, Nick. I mean, this is the one of the reasons I don't sing is because I could do this without auto tune being wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, so um, you know, I could I could do this really quite easily. And I'll I must admit, you know, sometimes working with modulars, one of the annoying things using about multiple oscillators is tuning them and keeping them in tune. And after a while, they go out of tune and. Um, and that could be annoying. And sometimes I've recorded stuff and things are out of tune, but I've put it out, I've put it out there and sometimes it, it can add to that vibe. Um, weirdly said, I know things are out of tune. Things should be in tune. Sometimes when they're slightly out, this is a bit more than slightly out and it's also a vocal. So it has a different role in, in a song compared to maybe an oscillator does. Yeah. It's interesting guys. It's, guys, one thing that, mm. I mean, because mm. the, you know, the music's not out of tune. So presumably she must've listened to that and then go, right, <laughs> I need to do my vocal now. But it, it's a re it's, I just find it's, it's part of me is like, fair enough, go for it. But part of me is like, what, why, where's the, where's your own perception of what this, of what well, I'm singing it, here? You do, how, right. how you can't hear it. Or if you can, what, it's, why, yeah, it's weird. I mean, the closest, the closest parallel I can think of is the film, The Room with Tommy Wiseau. You know, that's, that whole thing. It's got a similar parallel. That's like considered the worst film ever made. And you kind of think, how on earth did that get, you know, how on earth did that happen there? I mean, there is a film called The Disaster Artist that goes some way to kind of contextualising that. But I've got to be honest, I love this. I feel it's like a breath of fresh air. I genuinely do. And I challenge people, get through it three times. And then on your fourth listen, you'll love it too. You'll be looking forward to all of those bits. And some of those sustained notes that she does, especially towards the end, are just perfectly horrible perfectly horrible 
you know, so much so that it's just <laughs> thrilling. And I, I've been learning it, you know. I came to church. <laughs> to, <laughs> someone's, uh, someone's gone through it and, like, written out all the lyrics and I'm thinking of covering it, you know, because I love it. I think it's a great song. A it's idea. great be because of all of the bits that she does. Like, um, someone's done a video, haven't they? They've done a transcription and it's like a, all microtonal, a microtonal transcription, which is funny. Um, but I think what it is, why I really like it is, it's just like it's the opposite of what we've been hearing for 20 years or so of just sort but, yeah. of overly tuned vocals. Yes. So to hear this kind of raw vocal and, and it being so out and so bad, I actually find that I really love it. And it's an earworm. My God, it's an earworm. I've been waking up. The last two days I've woken up and the first thing is that song again. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean... Yeah, I've only got myself to blame here, but um, and now I'm trying to inflict it on all of you. But um, I think I get I get a kick out of things like this. And when I'm producing and say I'm working with a singer and they hit a, a, a wrong note and they're really embarrassed about it, I'm like, oh, no, no, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I really like them. And I kind of want to keep the wrong bits in, but they invariably want to kill me for but, that. But, but I uh, suppose <laughs> but that's the thing, that, that they are consciously aware when on playback yeah. or whatever, because there are some other yeah. tracks where there are backing vocals, and so which were presumably overdubbed, and the backing vocals are mm. also, you know, it's oh. like horror. Hor so you've got a, a harmony a that, is, that yeah. isn't actually a harmony that is just playing, and you no. think, well, what? When you sang the second part of that harmony, how did you know whether it <laughs> yeah. was right or wrong? I, and that's the thing, I suppose, I don't uh. understand so much. And it's, it's so wrong, it's right. It's so right. wrong, it's right. That's that's what I feel with it, and that's why I really enjoy it, you know, and. Um, and I can imagine this is going to be played out in sort of sort of uh, hipster bars and stuff, and everyone's going to be singing along with it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, maybe she'll get some. Festival, just... She'll get some festival gigs and stuff. It'll be, <laughs> yeah. Um, have you just, um, um, have you have you listened to many multi tracks that you know? There's multi tracks floating around, isn't it, around the music industry and. Sometimes when you dig into them, you hear some really like, oh, you know, whether it's backing vocals or guitar take or I think Giles Martin once was talking. He was he, I think he was remastering <laughs> some of the Beatles stuff and I think it was on Hey Jude. And there was this one real fluff. He heard it every single time he, he you know, had it on the multi track and he was like, I could correct it. I could but he was like, that's not my place. I'm not going to do it. But every time he, you know, he's listening back to this, he's mixing it over and over again, remastering it. And he's like, he's, he said it was just eating away at him. And he, he could, all it would take is you know, like three second, bang, bosh, done. Yeah, well, it'd be um, different, I suppose. But he, yeah, he decided not to do it. Yeah, Rich, who's the person that should be, you know, because I mean, you might... You know, imagine you're working on a track, there's a thing, there's maybe a scratch vocal or there's the vocal or whatever it may be considered. Who, Who's the person who says, that's just not good enough? That's not, you know, you made me want to reconsider singing that. Because that, that's the thing that's kind of interesting. And who's I suppose who's to say as well? It depends on whether there's a role. Because the thing, the thing about Sarah, you know, she's uh, directed, she also she wrote the song, you know, directed the video, edited the video, all of these things. So she's sort of into the whole process. And I guess there's, but I don't, she doesn't say that she played all the musical instruments. I'm just wondering how that relationship must work. But there must be, who's who's the bad, you know, is, is it necessary to be a bad guy or do you just go, oh, I'll just melodyne it rather than worry about the politics. 
I don't know. I don't know that there's a single answer to this question to any yeah. of those questions, <laughs> let alone let alone hey. one overriding question. So, so you've got who decides. So the who decides question has to do with who's producing and how strong a role is the producer taking in directing sure. performances. Yep. Some producers take a very strong role in directing performances, and in that case, the producer will quite often say. You know, that's pretty good, and we're going to keep that. But I think you could probably do one that's better, and let's give it another try. And I want you to focus on this, that, and the other thing. Um, so that would be one controlling producer who likes to get involved in uh, the, the individual performances. And some do, and some don't. And then you get into the artist and the level of artist. So if it's a young person struggling to identify themselves as an artist, you're going to approach differently than if it's David Bowie asking you what you think of what he just sang, which happened to me once, by the way. Right. Um, so, so you're going to, you're not necessarily going to treat those two exactly the same way. Although I tried and it didn't work out for me very well. Um, so I, I don't know if I think that sort of answers your question. Yeah, I was interested I, yeah, I in the Beatles thing that, that Matt was just talking about. And here's the reason why, because at one point when I was doing a seminar for colleges, a good friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, who is one of the world's deepest, most heartfelt Beatle fans, as am I, uh, asked me to come and teach a Melodyne seminar to his class, his audio class at this college. And I decided to come with She's Leaving Home by the Beatles and Melodyne lead vocal. <laughs> which is heresy, absolute freaking heresy. And I knew it. And I knew that it would like, you know, rub like sandpaper for him because, yeah. you know, it's actually sounding good, but it's not right for this, you know, what, you, what you're expecting to hear. And it's the same kind of dilemma that I think Giles Martin was talking about where you find something and you, you almost can't resist correcting it. Except that in the case of something like this, it's totally iconic and everybody already knows it the way it is and loves it. And why would you? But uh, it did serve as a nice vehicle because the vocal is very well isolated. So it served as a nice vehicle for illustrating Melodyne. And it also uh, irked my friend satisfactorily. So that was fun too. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I, one, like I said, the one thing that I found encouraging is that people were generally reasonably kind you know critical but mm. not horrible on the comments of this video so that maybe maybe we're entering a phase where people are just kinder and and, and more considerate i mean i do hope so I, that would be nice yeah i mean ultimately i would just love to hear more records being released with natural voices and i mean i know this is an extreme case i know this is stupid and really awful really but in a way i think if that in some way May, you know, maybe it's popular because people do want to hear natural voices. I think that's what I kind I'm of. I'm with you on that, Gaz. Uh -huh. Totally, yeah, man. I do. I did want to say one more thing, and that is that Matt's approach to this educational process is absolutely perfect and completely in line with my own. And I want to commend you for that. Um, people come to me all the time with my kid wants to be a whatever, a recording engineer, a musician, a flute player, a high school band teacher, whatever it is. And what should I do? And almost invariably, without exception, some component of what they should do includes the last thing you want to do is stand between this person and their dreams. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's what they'll remember you for for the rest of your days. Every time they think about that thing, they didn't try. It, because you talked them out of it. 
is going to be yeah. your legacy with this person. And it's not a fair thing to do to somebody and it's not a good thing to do to somebody. And I'm really glad yeah. to hear you concurring and, and continuing to bring that spirit to the education work you're doing. Totally Thanks. rich. Yeah. We, we always say it's, um, we always say it's a safe place uh, to make mistakes, you know, make mistakes when you're with us, when you're around us, so we can learn from it and grow from it. And then when you're going out into the, into the big bad world, you've, you've had a, you've, you've made all the mistakes you can and you've, and you've learned from them and, uh, and you reflected on all that. So, but thanks Rich. Appreciate that, man. Excellent. Well, um, we, we should get, there's, there's one more topic which I was going to throw in there, which is uh, the new NPC update, which again, you know, is another mm. major big deal. I'll just throw this up here, but just quickly. This is the news that uh, NPC 2.10. In our latest update for NPC 2.10, we've added our most powerful features to date, pushing the boundaries of standalone music production. We've added four new plug-in instruments to your NPC for the ultimate sound. Now plug class-compliant audio interfaces into your NPC, expanding your I.O. up to 32 inputs and outputs. Okay, I'm going to stop it there because that's the big one. I mean, because this is an embedded system, you know, it's basically Linux on an embedded chip in a box and they've written the whole very clever way to do things. And they, they added the, the ability to plug class-compliant MIDI in on the last big update, and this one is audio I.O. So 32 extra I.O. in your six or 700 buck, two-in, two-out, MPC-1 or MPC Live. That is massive. I think that's an yep. enormous update, and I think that is really mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, definitely. We've seen MPC just getting better and better, and, uh, and you know... Um, it's now a much i mean i think this is yeah this is the the, the huge change really i think this has made it a, a really um you could they they're trying to say that it could be the the centerpiece of a studio and that's something that they've been pushing with uh with the last few releases um certainly the mpc x which is the more expensive one though has got all the kind of cv uh, interface abilities um so now increasing the channel count significantly i think is uh is is significant and also goes quite a some way to making that re that thing you know lots of people don't want to have a computer as the centerpiece i mean obviously most people do but um but you just haven't had the opportunity to do that uh in a sort of standalone way quite like this i mean machine plus um is is great and as i thought had the edge over the mpc one but now i think it's funny though those they keep they keep kind of jostling for position there really um the included plugins now these four plugins are quite interesting and in, in that they are um they're quite focused aren't they there's one that's like an arp odyssey there's one that's a selena strings and there's one that's a melody uh not melody melodron uh i forget what the fourth one is um and really makes you kind of wonder whether that platform then will start to grow and whether they'll start to open that up to third-party developers. Um, so ultimately, it's starting to become this thing that we've kind of dreamt about. Years and years and years ago, what was it? The Open Labs, uh, oh, what was it called? The, the, uh, the OP, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, Miko. Uh, yeah, the, the Miko or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Miko. So, gosh, Miko, what? Miko, yeah. Miko. 
15, 18 years ago or something, that thing came out. And, you know, a lot of us were kind of going, oh, yeah, that all-in-one production unit, um, almost like the ultimate workstation. Uh, there's also a, a leak, isn't there? there a leak is. of a MPC. Oh, there we are. There it is. Look, that mm-hmm. thing, yeah. you know. What's and that, that? Had a load of, that a had a load of connectivity. It's a PC. Yeah. It's essentially a PC, wasn't it? It runs the just PC case, software. Yeah. With a custom case, yeah. I think it was a Pentium, maybe, or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was, Um, But it had a lot, a lot of connectivity, and it was, you know, quite an exciting thing. Obviously, way out of date now. Um, So there has been a leak that the MPC is going to be, that that standalone MPC is going to come out in a keyboard format, which I think would be fantastic, personally. Uh, So hopefully that's true, um, and not a a spurious rumour, but... um, Scurrilous, scurrilous rumors. Sorry, Sp- uh, yeah. either either would work. Spurious. Or either. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, interesting. And I think watch this space because things are going to happen, aren't they? I mean, you know, are, are native instruments going to be able to kind of come back with something, or or are they quite happy with the the system they've got? But it's really interesting that Akai are kind of really charging ahead with this now. And uh, yeah, exciting. I, uh, wow, I just very, want to put this up right there. Now. Is it that one? No, it's not that one. It's this one. I don't know what MX249 is, but that looks like a <laughs> massive amount of money. Thank you, Arturo. Wow. That's very kind. Maybe I could put that towards the air conditioning that we need so sorely in this place. Um, I, I, I think this is what's really interesting about this is it's just the move. I, I hope it ends up on the force as well. That's the other thing that I'm kind yes, of really. Yes, I was going to say this. Yeah, because the force is is, is a similar yeah. interface. You know, it's a similar. It's a, a different hardware interface to a, to the, the similar features of the engine, and some people get on with it better. And I, I usually start with this, so I hope it ends up there as well. Totally, man. Um, the thing about the force, if this ends up on the force. You could essentially then, hopefully, you'd be able to plug it in something like the Expert Sleepers ES8. Um, this is essentially a sound card with eight outputs, four inputs, with an expander, 16 outputs, and then essentially use the force as the centerpiece for your modular system. So it's your sequencer. You've also got the drum synth in there, which I think was on the latest update. Uh, you've got all the all the effects. You've got the audio channels. You've got the Ableton integration with it as well. Um, if that lands on the Force, that's a bit of a game changer. That is, that is to my mind, probably the most advanced hardware sequencer that would be available for modular integration via you know sixteen. IO essentially using an, an something like the ESA or equivalent. Yeah. So yeah. I'm totally with you on that, Nick. I hope that arrives, man. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we, because Rich, I was sort of asking a little earlier about whether people had ideas on what long-running technology have been built for long. I mean, the MPC OS, I guess, is is a, a software equivalent, as it, as are many DAWs. So I suppose that's a, that fits into the same category to a degree. But this is quite big. To be able to class-compliant US audio interfaces is a big update, I think. Yes, and it seems that they're hosting synths on board now as well. Is that yeah. new to this? Or, no, it's yeah, just yeah, new, so, four new instruments. Yeah, they have already done that. But oh, four new instruments in addition to the hosting they were been doing before. Well, it is all reminding me a bit, as uh, Gaz pointed out, of the machine and a sort of a low. Well, what is what does this thing need to do more uh, as a standalone device to make it compete with those devices that are calling, like machine on a computer, is the basis and to a large extent. 
anyway, uh, it looks like a really um, exciting improvement to an interface that's certainly withstood the test of time. And uh, yeah, well, that's true. Well, I mean, it's a, a whole new, a whole, yeah. I, I, well, because people ask me quite a lot, what should I get? And it's like, well, you know, to, to get started on music, like my cousin is really into kind of writing stuff, but he ends up buying all these little things. And I was thinking, well, maybe an Akai Force would be a good way to start. It's all, you know, you don't want to do it on the computer. That's one of the prerequisites. But then the other thing is, is you know, it, as soon as you kind of go, well, I have the sequencer over here on one piece of hardware, I have a couple of other things, then it's a matter of how do you recall and save that stuff without recording? It becomes quite a pain. One of the things that we forget, you know, sometimes is by having everything in the box and in a DAW, you know, one advantage is you save the document and when you load it back up again, there it is, you know, and you can carry on. Whereas if you've been working on the kitchen table with your sequencer and your MIDI device and, you you know, by the, by the, if you've had to clear it away for Sunday lunch and put it back, it may not come <laughs> back the same way it ever did, you know. So there's mm. there's a lot of advantages to be done done of that. Not everybody has the opportunity to have a continual setup. So, yeah, interesting. I think this is a really big deal. Let me uh, – actually, I was going to post, hmm. the, uh, post the link in the in – the, in the chat room because I've been that's one of my I can recall before. starting each day using data cassettes to restore my <laughs> Lindrum and my memory mode so that oh, I could continue yeah. to work on what I had ended yesterday yeah mm. I remember that too um, the mm -hmm. uh, the AES interface for the S1000 um, which had a DAT card and you would squirt the, the uh, I learned very quickly that you had to do it twice because it didn't always work so you have to do mm. it two times, and then uh, mm. then usually it would do it would work, uh, yeah. Because you could dump all the memory, and including the programs and the samples, onto a DAT tape as sort of like a cross between modem noise and sample mm -hmm. information, and it would load back up. That was a genius, but yeah, it took it was took, it was almost yeah. like an early modem booting up. Is, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of the sound it had noise components, and you heard data bits going, and it was yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't you didn't want to listen to it? That's for sure. Not at full like volume. Empty. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was like that. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was worth having there. I think that's a kind of mm. again, you know, uh, another great. Um, uh, if I go there, yeah, let's go there. Another great uh, interface uh, update yeah. for the. Yeah. Uh, there's no more pictures on there. Well, mm -hmm. I think we've reached five o'clock. I made it through the day. Um, it's not too hot in here. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I hope that we will be able to uh, continue and um, through the summer um, without melting because uh, last week, like I say, apologies if you were looking forward to it. But, Gaz, thank you very much for joining us. Like I say, no live stream yeah. tonight, but uh, you've got lo lots of work on, so that's great. But maybe we'll be able to get together and do that thing with the... Uh, with the VST Connect we were talking about, but uh, I understand you are yeah. busy, so that's fair enough. That's cool. No, I mean, and I just want to say thanks to everybody who has tuned into my show over the past sort of year and a bit, um, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm letting the regulars down because I've been ever so grateful to have a, a really fabulous audience. Uh, but I, I will be back with my show at some point, but uh, not for, not for a, a while, I think. Okay. But uh, I will. Yeah. But thanks ever so much. Yeah. Fair enough. Thank you very much, guys. And Rich, lovely to have you. I hope uh, the barbecue weather is uh, making you enjoy lots of outside cooking and, uh, you know, the good life, as it were. Well, it's nice out here. Today, today is gorgeous. It's cool and breezy, and it's uh, actually a, a prime summer day right now. And have been enjoying the barbecue, yes, and the uh, and the gracious spice gifts that you have sent me over the years. Um, ah. And... Uh, yeah, just trying to keep 
cool and keep collected and looking forward to being over by you guys in yeah. about two weeks or three Ooh, weeks now. Okay. And, uh, I'm hoping we can make that work timing wise. It's always great talking to you guys. I really, I really love doing these. And thanks again. You're welcome. And also, thank you very much, Mr. Matt Hodson, aka Maths. Got any releases coming up any anytime soon? You? Yeah, I'm meant to be popping one out before the end of this month, and it's the 28th. Oh. <laughs> um, but I got a bit delayed, so it's cool. I'm, um, I'll, uh, I'm hoping on finishing one today, and it going out tomorrow, and. That's the beauty about my approach at the minute is, you know, just not overthinking things and pushing it out, sending it out into the world. Some of the oscillators are going to be out of tune, maybe. The performance won't be completely perfect. But the thing is, it becomes it becomes itself. You know, I it get you go back thing, and listen yeah. to your music that you've released before, and I'm sure you all you hear it differently, you know, it becomes its own thing after a while. Um, you no longer own it. It, 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 it belongs to the world and, and the listeners and that kind of thing. So yeah, I'm going to carry on working on this and, um, and, uh, need to get a load of granola ready to throw at rich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can mold them into the shape of uh, little OT under undergarments. <laughs> just to show, just so oh, is that the title for this? Wow. OT, OT undergarments. OT or? undergarments. I may have just found the title. I'm going to write that down. But everyway, thank you. And right. we're just trying a new thing here. So when I press the button to stop, uh, we'll get a list of all of the people who are supporting us on Patreon at the upper level. Thank you very much to all of those. That's it for this week. Uh, we will see you all next time. Take care and uh, we'll see you uh, next time. Bye-bye now. Take care.